Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to Deep Water. Uh, we are discussing and have been discussing for months now deep issues, meaningful issues, issues that uh, there's lots of disagreement and debate about, controversial issues, things like that. And this is in no way, shape, form, or fashion to say I've got the answers and uh, people should do what I say. Oh my goodness, no. Um, I'm sure I'm wrong about many, many things. Um, so you have every right to disagree with me. My intention is to give my two cents as a discussion starter and then um, talk about it wherever you are, at work, over lunch, at home, uh, invite a couple over for pizza, say, hey, how about we take 30, 45 minutes and talk about some issues? And it seems a little weird at first, I agree, but with me and with other people who I've suggested who've done that, they've said, yeah, it was sort of weird at first, but once we got into it, it was really wonderful and we wanted to do it more and more and um, we became so much closer to the people that we had these discussions with. Well, guess, guess why? Because you're talking about something meaningful, okay? Um, especially if you do it speaking the truth in love, all right? Okay, um, today I want to talk a little bit about the First Amendment. Um, this is a really hot, highly debated, controversial topic. In fact, when I Googled it today, it was called a top 10 controversial issue. So let's talk about it for a couple of minutes. And if, if this hasn't been on your radar, then, you know, just see if it's interesting to you and, and maybe explore it a little bit. Uh, the First Amendment was enacted in 1791. Actually, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution were enacted in, in 1791. Um, 
The First Amendment is basically freedom of religion and freedom of speech, and I want to focus today on freedom of speech. Um, there are limits to the First Amendment. There are limits to freedom of speech uh, as determined by the judiciary as they, you know, some, a problem happens between people and they come into the court, the lawyers give their point of view and the judge makes a ruling uh, as, as to apply the First Amendment to this situation to see if it, you know, if the person is in violation or not. So based on laws that have been passed since 1791 in relation to the First Amendment, there are limitations. Number one is inciting a riot. And uh, this, one, this one was by Oliver Wendell Holmes, and the example was yelling fire in a cinema where there's no fire. Okay? Can't do that. They can arrest you for that. You do not have the First Amendment right to yell fire when there's no fire somewhere in public. Number two, and this one uh, came in 1942, and it's called the Fighting Words Doctrine. And in this limitation, it states that offensive, derisive, or annoying words spoken to someone else in public violate the First Amendment. And one of those that um, struck me pretty strongly was annoying. How many times have I heard somebody do something annoying to me in public, all right? Um, well, technically, that's against the law. Now, that's a very, very subjective thing. Uh, you don't see many people in jail for being annoying, all right? Uh, number three, and, and this one was, was in 1957, obscenity. And this is the most highly debated of all of them, all right? And the way they determined the courts, what was obscene in 1957, was something that is utterly without any redeeming social value. Utterly without any redeeming social value. And when they were pressed to define that, okay, okay, well, what are you talking about? As something that would be without any redeeming social value. You're not going to believe this. What they actually, how they actually answered that for the laws, for, you know, what you can do and what you can't do, okay? The judgment was this. You will know it when you see it. <laughs> Isn't that great? Okay? They can take you to jail for something that you'll know it when you see it. Well, does that mean everybody will know it when they see it? Will I know it when I see it? Will you, well, well, I, I, well, I, well, I know something different from what you know when we both see it, okay? But anyway, that's, that's the uh, judicial opinion that is still on the books. You will know it when you see it uh, about redeeming social value. And then number four, in 1964 was defamation, which is slandering someone, uh, harming them by saying something that's, that's uh, 
um, untrue or that would damage their reputation, that would damage their ability to make a living, that sort of thing. But then it was, it was tweaked a little bit to where they said you have to be able to prove actual malice. In other words, you have to be able to prove they intended to harm that person rather than just saying something that they did not intend any harm. All right, so you see how some of these things are pretty doggone subjective. They could go one way with one person and one way with another. I'm not saying I necessarily disagree with that. I mean, I think actual malice, why they did it, is, is a really good standard, all right? But we can't totally ignore what they did if we want to protect innocent people. Um, some examples of the First Amendment and its limitations. Uh, number one, the Hayes Code. This was in 1930, started in 1930, and it was for cinema content, where the cinema rating board, when a new movie or film was coming out, would look at it and see if they thought it was acceptable or not under First Amendment law and the limitations. All right, and if it was, they would let it go. If they didn't, they wouldn't let them. They wouldn't let them publish that film. They'd have to change that or take it out or or something. All right. The current rating system for films uh, started in 1998. You know, the PG, R, X. You know, that's started in 1968. Still holds true today. Um, number two. In 1985, the Parent and Music Resource Center, and this, and the result of this was parents who were concerned about their young children listening to hard rock primarily about doing drugs and suicide and killing people and violence and, and stuff like that. And the result of it is that um, music that came out with those kind of lyrics had to have warning labels on it to let people know. The third one, the FCC, Federal Communication Commission, which levies fines and penalties for violation of the First Amendment based on the limitations, but uh, based on the research I've done, the FCC and those fines and limitations are very often wildly subjective. And one person will be fined and penalized for something that another person is not fined and penalized for, and vice versa, which can cause problems. All right? Uh, the two major views today about First Amendment, the, the debate, the disagreement, the controversy. Here it is, all right? Number one is um, if something is controversial, offensive, and hateful. If someone says something, publishes something, does a video, whatever it is, if it is controversial, offensive, and hateful, then we are supposed to look at that and handle it with debate, study, research, and finally, 
um, people of goodwill acting with other people of goodwill, even though they have differing opinions, coming to a resolution peacefully about that controversial, offensive, or hateful speech, film, whatever it is. All right? That's the first view. The second view is cancel culture, which is so huge today. Cancel culture says that if someone says something that is controversial, offensive, or hateful, that either in person or online, they should be silenced and punished for that opinion, whatever it is, that they expressed. And um, one of the biggest culprits of this right now are celebrities, athletes, people like that. And there is one, uh, one huge group of people that believe that cancel culture is a violation of a person's First Amendment rights, that it's not legal, that you cannot say, I, Alex Lloyd, will make the determination that what you just said is not okay, and I'm going to silence you and punish you, either in person or online. And we have seen tons of that in the last couple of years. I mean, that's probably the thing uh, over the last couple of years with gender issues, Black Lives Matter, and politics that has just made me sick at my stomach is, uh, is this cancel culture for free speech, all right? Um, whether it's a, a Make America Great Again hat, whether it's a, um, a free money and free... Uh, services and and free everything for everybody. I mean, whatever the polar of those opinions are, and there's a lot of issues where there are polar opposite opinions, and and I I believe polar opposite opinions by good people. All right, happens all the time. All right. Well, cancel culture says, either in person, uh, coming up to them at a restaurant and confronting them right there at a restaurant while they're eating, going to a person's home and getting up on the porch or maybe even throwing something at the house or, or staking something in their yard or, or whatever, all right? Um, That's, that's what they believe is, is their right because this person is out of bounds on the First Amendment. Well, um, I big time disagree with that. Okay? And celebrities, and many of them have spoken out about this, who have issued cancel culture statements, okay, about other people, and typically, what the celebrities have said is that, no, no, we're not trying to violate free speech. We're just trying to bring negative attention to what that person is doing to sort of just even the scales and cancel out a message this person is saying 
that is not true and they should not be saying it. Well, if you're God, okay, you can say that. But if you're not God, I don't know how you say that, that my opinion, that I honestly, truly hold, you know, with a, with, in my heart, in my mind, I've thought about it, I've, I've, and, and this is what I honestly think is the truth about this, all right? Well, saying that you have the right to be judge, jury, and punish me for my opinion, oh my goodness, uh, in my opinion, that is not what this country's founded on. Uh, I don't believe it typically works. It typically creates negative for both sides. Okay? Where the first view that controversial, offensive, and hateful things should be met with debate, study, um, honest people of character and integrity coming together kindly as possible to try to come to a mutual resolution. Man, that is what's in the spirit of the Constitution and the First Amendment as far as I'm concerned. All right? Um, there, may be, there may be an exception or two to that, okay? There's some, there's some free speech things. I, I mean, I've seen some things people have stated about God, about people of other skin colors, uh, gender, I mean, all that kind of stuff. Man, it wasn't kind at all. It was, if I had a, I mean, it made me feel like if I had a shotgun, I'd blow your head off right now. And um, that is not, in my opinion, consistent with the spirit of our founding fathers with freedom, with American democracy, and with uh, President John Kennedy's famous speech where he said, we all share so many things in common. We all are human. We all breathe the same air. We all want the best for our children. The point being, we should come together in debate, in study, in um, resolution as people acting in good faith, dealing with each other, and come to a resolution, not creating more and more and more anger, hatred, uh, one person against another, one group of people against another. My job, I believe, is to love you no matter what. That's it. Okay, so um, I have a feeling that there's going to be a number of you who uh, pretty significantly disagree with me on this, who, who are taking place in cancel culture and believe it's very much needed, give us your feedback, all right? Um, and I do believe, I do believe, if someone is saying something that is horrible, hateful, all that, I do believe other people who believe the truth you know, maybe the positive opposite of that, should speak out, but not to silence and punish in order to study, debate, and come to resolution. 
So um, think about it and uh, let's start talking and let's see if we can um, help the United States of America, the planet, um, with one of the greatest ideas of all time as far as government is concerned. The wonderful First Amendment and right to free speech to every single American, regardless of their religion, their skin color, their gender, or their opinion. Have a wonderful, blessed day. <laughs>